Chit, chit, chit. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to the New Mind Collective Podcast. It's great to be with you guys today. It is your host, Kyle Evans, a.k.a. New Mind. And I'm here today with the... The with, one and only. With the one and only... <laughs> Choli. Choli! What's <laughs> good, yeah. people? What's going on, man? It's good to... Good to be chilling with you. Today, yeah, man. man. Had a good workout this morning. Feel great. Ready, ready to get this podcast in, man. Got you. Got your. Uh, got your reps in. Yeah. What kind of workout were yeah. you doing? Yeah, I was doing chest and tries, just doing bench. You know, played some basketball. Heck yeah. Yeah, had a good day, man. Hopped in the sauna afterwards. Sweated out the toxins. Toxins. Yeah, man. What kind of toxins? Why you got toxins? Man, everyone's got toxins, man. <laughs> Everybody has toxins. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's true. <clears throat> well, cool, man. Yeah, I, I uh, was going to have the second episode of the podcast. I recorded it with uh, Austin. And like I was just telling you about, uh, had the phone call. Right. Didn't know. Didn't know to put it on airplane mode and, and yeah. lost the lost the hour and 20 minutes that was going to be, it was, it was golden. At least you got a good conversation out of it. That's what, that's what, that's we did. That's what, that's what he said. He's like, you know what? It was a good practice run. And plus for the first, uh, it was like the first 40 minutes of the podcast was, um, was us talking about a different topic that we hadn't even planned on. So oh, yeah. it was going to be good. It worked because eventually we flowed, but that's what put it over. Right. And then my phone started blowing up cause I was late for something and then. You know, I lost it. Yeah. But, yeah. You live and you live and you learn. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, technically, up until this point, I've only done the intro podcast. Mm-hmm. So now you get to be my first. Now we're getting actual, into it. Well, now we're getting into it, but you get to be my first actual, you know, guest that's gonna be, you know, released. Well, so I feel how's, honored. How do you feel? I feel honored, man. It's good, man. It's so good. get a good one in. Welcome. <laughs> 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 many more uh, many more podcasts to come in. But yeah, so that was cool. You were working out earlier. One of the things I talked about on the on the intro was um, one of kind of like the fundamental pillars of the New Mind Collective is, you know, bettering yourself, you know, self-improvement, making yourself a better person, whether that's physically, spiritually, mentally, you know, we were talking about holistics, you know, earlier, like on a whole, on a whole level, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a being, you know, being healthy. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's so very that's cool that you were taking care of the physical. Yeah, absolutely, man. It helps you mentally and physically, obviously. <coughs> so, I mean, it's always good to stay healthy body and healthy mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're really connected. It's, I've heard a lot of, um, you know, fitness experts and nutritionists say that they don't understand how people can, um, you know, be in high-stress work environments or in high-stress environments in life um, that require a high, uh, you know, um, stress tolerance or, uh, you know, mental clarity and fortitude if they don't engage in high-stress physical activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because they really go hand-in-hand. Hand. I was having a conversation with a guy... Um, the other day, I can't remember who it was now, but um, we were talking about how when you exercise and you put yourself into high-stress situations physically, 
that it actually boosts your confidence and makes you more um, apt to tackle, you know, real world kind of things yeah. because totally you realize that you're stronger than you thought, you know? Right. Yeah, I can totally see that, you know? Stress is definitely, yeah. like, thing that consumes a lot of us and it says exercise and meditations are the two best things to relieve stress so mm-hmm. honestly it feels like that way honestly too afterwards i mean i feel awesome leaving the gym i feel like a new person and like every i just feel great mm-hmm. ready, yeah i mean ready to attack the day yeah for sure i mean <coughs> a big problem in the world that that holds a lot of people back or you know for me arguably <coughs> one of the biggest obstacles for people is just fear in general, you mm-hmm. know, like fear yeah. of either the unknown, fear of some sort of enemy or obstacle or fear of an opinion, whatever the yes. case may be, it's fear. And so, you know, in the real world, there might be um, higher stakes or more consequences in, you know, in actuality or at least in your mind to where you need to play a safer. Um, but at least with something like martial arts, martial arts, I would say this is the same on the same uh, wavelength is is just physical exercise and or CrossFit or sports or what have you that you're proving to yourself on a consistent basis that you're stronger than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not gonna you're not necessarily gonna die. You don't you don't have the risk of necessarily losing a job or you know uh, messing up a relationship or what have you. And but you can get go into a controlled stressful situation and come out. You know, better and stronger. Better and stronger. You know, you might get hurt a little bit, but you're gonna see that even if you do get hurt or you you know get uh, injured, that you're gonna be able to overcome that and you know and what have you. So yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. So <clears throat> what we're gonna be tackling on the podcast today is and and help me out here, but it's more of just. The importance of, one, being aware of what's going on around you, and then two, also making sure that, you ha- that you're properly equipped, primarily through you know, knowledge and education, to go out and, and combat those problems yeah. and attack them and try to make the world yeah. a more positive, better place. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean... Me being 21, being part of the younger generation, um, I just see like a decline for a yearn to want to be educated and want to be aware they're okay with being where they're at, social media, like whatever it be, just the importance of just like making like what what other people think about me, you know, like that's more important than let's say just like understanding and having a full comprehension of actually what's going on in the world and yeah. Being able to use discernment and like actually having complex and critical thinking like thought processes and stuff like that. And it's really like whenever I like hang out with people or just talk to people who don't like aren't on like or just don't want to be like talking about stuff like that. You can just see them there just give you that fluoride stare. <laughs> that blank that Yeah, blank that, that yeah, that blank look. And they don't want to think they'll just nod their head and be, Yeah, that's cool, you know. Yeah, I mean I, I that's cool. I mean they don't have anything to like further their conversation and there are a few people who I do have in my life and that's why I hold them dear and you know it's actually good to have conversations with them yeah. but, I mean for for the most part I just see a big decline in digression and, and I mean like young people nowadays yeah sure I, I remember uh I don't know if it was Jordan Peterson 
uh, who's a <coughs> uh, clinical psychologist that got popular after, uh, he's a clinical psychologist and professor in, uh, or was a professor at, uh, I think it was Toronto University or maybe Vancouver, and made some comments and got in some trouble and he was like all over the media, but um, I think he's a pretty smart guy. And it was either him or another kind of uh, commentator, public figure, um, that was saying, uh, oh man, I completely blanked out and lost my train of thought. What were you saying before? About education and, like, educating the youth and... I completely, I've completely lost it. No, I feel you. But, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I just, a, a lot of younger people, and I saw this growing up in school and stuff like that, that they would tell me, like, or just, be, we'd be sitting in class, like, what, when am I going to use this? This mathematics is stupid. And I don't understand why, like, we're, like, why am I going to need, when am I actually going to use this in life right. when the actuality is, like, we wouldn't understand how to do anything in life if it wasn't for mathematics. That's how we, like, that's how we understand how computers work, how, like, anything works, basically. How, like, we have a table. It's geometrics. It's, like, we're having to put, like, math into it. Like, it's sure. not going to, it's not going to work, like, architecture. Nothing works without math. Right. And it's the same, and like, and same thing with science. Like, why do we need to learn science? Why is this important? Well, science is the language of the universe. Like, we're not gonna, we're, we don't know anything without science either. Like, sure. we, I mean, like, we, like, we'd still think the earth is flat and we're just like, just chilling in, I don't know, you know, everything revolves around us. Like, it's just, it's well, just, science is, I mean, science is interesting though, you know, because science is, Science is uh, one of those things that it's kind of used or set as a standard, but at the same time, and on certain levels, it's kind of always evolving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's based on the amount of information maybe we have at the time, or you know, new discoveries, and so on. Some hands, it's like, well, this is science. This is the way it is. And then on the other hand, it's like you know, it could potentially. You know, something could change or, you know, completely alter it. So, in some senses, it's almost, science is a great thing, but it's almost even hard to use that as just, like, a typical standard. But that that goes back to why, uh, at least in my opinion, education is so important. Um, because there's so many different ways to look at things and so much information um, that it's kind of hard to take it all in. And yeah. if you're, you're closed-minded, uh, as, as I feel like a lot of... Uh, people are today then then you're not even going to be looking for that information yeah well also i mean i feel like when you're educated you're like you, you have a different thought process you look at things differently in a different perspective you're able to like break things down use a scientific method or something like that even to like solve a problem and that's what's cool i was watching the neil degrassi tyson video this morning and he was talking about even when we're young and we're all kids we're all scientists we all pick off like flowers we'll all flip over rocks we're all like trying to like we're making discovering we're, yeah we're discovering we're like yeah and, exactly and yeah, the thing is sure. and that's what he was saying the problem is parents would be coming up to Neil deGrasse Tyson and asking how do I get my kid involved in like science and how do I want them to be educated and the problem is he said well the first two years you're teaching them how to like talk and walk and the seven and the next 16 years you're telling them to shut up and sit down yeah so sure. like don't ask like why are you asking questions it's annoying. Like, like parents get annoyed whenever the like, kids ask questions. Like, how does this work? How does that work? You don't need to like yeah, put kids down. Yeah, like a burden. Yeah, like because they're just like, don't worry about it. Like, just like just think about other shit or something like that. You know. <laughs> so why do you think? Um, 
why do you think that is? Do you think that it's more? I don't think kind of like is it a frustration just because it is just generally annoying, you know, like the noise, or do you think that it's frustrating because you know they don't want to necessarily educate that fully, or do you think that it's frustrating because it forces them to um, kind of encounter their knowledge base so consistently? I mean, I feel for a lot of parents, it might just be aggravating, you know, just having to like constantly, because I mean, kids have, kids do have a million questions and that's like, I, I could, I could understand having to like answer question after question, but I mean, I think the important thing is just not to kill the curiosity. Don't like, don't let the kid like, don't like put him down so many times to where he's like, okay, I just want to ask questions because it just upsets my mom or whatever, or my, or my dad or whatever right. it might be. And I might, and I feel like things like that are like, are like heavy indicators of like how someone's going to like treat school or something like that they don't want to like they're not curious they don't they don't have like a initiative to learn they just want like they're just going to skim by like i don't know i feel like that's a lot with a lot of kids things happen in their life and it kind of affects them like later on and that's how like that's the person they become sure yeah i mean there's no doubt about that the, <clears throat> the early childhood years are some of the most if not the most formative and impactful. Like, yeah. yeah, and impactful. And I think one thing that I'm definitely learning as an adult is just how much I don't know. You know, like I was having a conversation with Austin uh, the other day about, you know, when when you're a kid, you know, uh, having these ideas of when you grow up, everything's going to make sense. And that like almost like you're going to get downloaded all this information and you're, it's going to like allow you to kind of govern your life and make good choices. Because as a kid, in some ways, you know, things make sense to you in a certain way, you know. And I, and I feel like in some aspects, the way you think of things as a kid is more accurate or more right. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> how yeah. you should be doing things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, th well, I, mean, I feel like kids see it, like, through through the clout, though. A lot of our decisions are, like, made, like, maybe in the moment, maybe out of, like, hastefulness or just, like, anger sure. or whatever. Like, sure. just, like, there's certain, like, indicators to, like, why we make each decision. But maybe a kid can see it through, like, without just, like, looking. It's kind of, like, from a different perspective. But, I mean, kids have such, like, a pure, like, mind, like, set and just, like, a mind Yeah, state. it's almost like a blank slate. I've heard a lot of people describe them as being, like, a blank slate or, like, a... Get a, a fresh computer or something like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know because I think is I think kids have you know they have, they definitely have intrinsic personalities and and traits and and you know they're little human beings that have a, a genetic code that's influenced them. But they, yeah, there is there is definitely a um, probably a, a naivety or um, you know definitely an experience there. But I feel like a lot of times people people use inexperience as an excuse, um, or as a, as an argument, you know, in a debate. When I, because I, I mean, and I agree, experience changes a lot once you've walked, you know, in somebody else's shoes, or you've been in a certain situation, or, you know, it's always, almost always, gonna look different on the outside. You're, you would have a different perspective being on the outside as you would once you're on the inside, mm -hmm. for sure. But that doesn't always mean that that's a good thing. No. You know what I mean? Or that or that not having the experience or being the outside disqualifies you from having a, an, a, you know, an opinion. Or, you know, having an opinion doesn't make it a right opinion. 
but being an experience doesn't, in my opinion, <laughs> automatically nullify, you know, your ability to speak on an issue. Yeah. You know, cause for it, sure. Yeah. Cause in some ways I heard somebody saying that, you know, empathy is a good, um, you know, character trait to have, but for leadership, empathy to the extreme or too much empathy can cloud your ability to make effective decisions. Cause mm-hmm. if you're trying to do what's best for a majority or whatever, if you can relate too much with one individual person or problem, then that could shift your whole, you know, kind of system based off, you know, those feelings. Yeah. So you have to kind of be able to temper, um, your empathy with wisdom and with not, you know knowledge and experience for sure i mean yeah i mean i can even see that like in my family and things like that as well yeah that i mean maybe my like mother or father like maybe like implemented too much on one like kid or something like that and like i guess like in one area or something yeah empathize with like just with the you know, one oh, kid yeah, yeah just sure. one sh- like one kid and got caught up on that and maybe like maybe wasn't making like the best decisions for everyone else in the family, you know. I can kind of I mean I can kind of see that, you know. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's why uh, a lot of times, you know, you've heard the term bleeding heart, you know, yeah. like feeling too much can have a negative connotation. Yeah. You know, and and at the same time, you know, uh, if you're, you know, uh, highly intellectual or you know not so empathic as a, as a person there's kind of a stigma as being just like a cold, you know, uh, I don't know, not mad scientist, but do you know what I'm saying? Like just this cold reclusive kind of, you know, a cerebral type person. And, uh, you know, I think that it definitely is a mixture, you know, you need both. You need to have that knowledge and analytical and critical thinking side. You know, you can't just have, can't be all one or the other. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, like, from from what I see, I mean, the reason why the, I mean, younger generation, I feel like, is, you know, declining when it comes to education. I mean, one is the parents, and it's also, I feel like, the schooling system is really messed up right now. I mean, I've talked to a lot of teachers, like, outside of school now, and, like, giving me their, I guess, side of the story. So, I mean, because you really don't understand whenever you're just a student, you know, going, so you're like, why is this so boring, or, like, what whatever it is, but, I mean... I feel like it is the teacher's fault as well. Teachers need to find a better way. Times are changing, you know. Find a better way to educate the kids. Find some way that enter- like that it can make it fun to learn. And I had a couple of teachers that did do that, and I, and they were awesome. And then I I I could see why people don't want to learn too, because the teachers aren't like presenting it in a way that makes it fun to learn. They're just like let's let's just write some notes down. All right, Friday we're taking a test. It's repetitive. It's not it's not this like. It's not like that anymore. We can't do that. We have to change it up. We're sure. evolving as a society. Like our like our education can't stay the same way sure. either. But the thing is, too. I mean, teachers have a lot of pressure on them as well, having to do with parents. Like I've heard plenty of stories of just like each day having like thirty emails to have to go through, and it's all parents just like giving you bullcrap. You know, like sure. Oh, like well, this is what my tutor said. It's like well, this is what's taught in class. So like. Right. Maybe, <laughs> yeah that's the thing I mean teachers definitely have a hard time um, you know there's good teachers and bad teachers just like anything um, you know and another problem that the teachers have is that the classes are at 30 you know sometimes class sizes are 30 40 kids 
<clears throat> and I know from experience, you know, with, with my wife being a teacher, you know, you have to, you know, she's been told that she can't give kids certain, you know, grades sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they want to keep everybody together and on track. And you're, it's, you know, you're teaching to the majority. You might have a certain amount of gifted kids in the class or a certain amount of, you know, uh, underlearning, you know, kids in the class. I feel like just kids like that just don't want to learn, you know, like, in my well, opinion, like, I don't, they, they just don't want to learn. They don't, like, find it, like, interesting. Like, I feel like if they, like, really applied themselves, it wouldn't be that hard. Sure. But they just, it's just the fact of applying themselves and actually wanting to learn it. Well, there, I mean, you got to think there's, there's, I think everybody wants to learn. Like you said, uh, human beings from the from the time that they're young are you know we're curious by nature you know by nature you know so everybody everybody wants to learn some people are jerks and you know have character flaws and issues like you said maybe how they were raised or, or stuff they've been through but i think everybody wants to learn i think the the reasons for why <clears throat> people might struggle i mean there's one. There's there's something to be said for struggling in school, and then just not wanting to learn in general. They don't. I don't think they always have to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You know, in school, you know, they might not. They might have problems at home, and it's making it hard to focus in school or care about school. Uh, they might not like homework, or they might not feel like yeah. they have the the resources. It's to not. Do it's that. not. It's not all. It's not all their fault. Like I was saying right. before. Like I mean, the, if the teachers presented it in a way that actually makes it for the kids to want, like, so the kids will want to learn. Sure. You know, maybe they'll do that. And I, I've had teachers like that where everyone's like participating. Sure. Even the kids who like who have other classes who don't participate in the other class, they're participating in this class because right. they actually like it's a game involved and it's actually kind of fun. Like it's like enjoyable. Like sure. oh, I want to learn it so I can like maybe. Like, we'll play a game, you get 20%, like, to the good, like, on a test or something, you know, like... Yeah, like, like, yeah, totally, yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes, and I was going to say, like, I think part of it, too, one is is that it's probably uh, presented in a fun way, you know, the, the topics, and, and like you said, playing games and stuff, but two, maybe even just seeing the fact, I think, that the teachers are putting that much effort into it, and that much... Um, you know, time and thought is in itself kind of exciting and encouraging for the kids because you're showing them, hey, I care about your education. I care about um, that your personalities and the, the the best learning methods or teaching methods that might help you. And it's kind of leading by example in a way mm -hmm. like they're, you know, and it, and it goes back to the saying, uh, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, that definitely applies to me. I don't care. You could be the smartest person in the world, but if you're not like a compassionate person or if you're not you know, showing me a certain level of respect, I'm really not going to give you that much time you know, I might, if you're saying something and I feel like it makes sense, I'll go home and research it, but I'm mm -hmm. not going to, I'm not going to talk to you and be in relationship with you if I feel like you really have no interest in my well-being as a, as an individual. Yeah. You know? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, whether that's right or wrong, I'm not saying that that's the best way to go about it. Maybe, you know, cause you can still, I could still probably stand there if, if they were saying I thought was valuable or even if it wasn't, I'm sure there's merit in standing there and, you know, listening and, and taking it all in. But, uh, that's just a personal, <laughs> that's my personal, uh, personal choice. Yeah. So, I mean, like, regardless, I mean, like, and, 
and I don't think you like being smart or being like intelligent and doesn't necessarily having to do with like knowing a lot of facts or just like oh I, I like I just know like a lot of things. I feel like it's a mindset and just how the way you look at things and like and obviously like education and like knowing things actually helps you do that stuff because you can like relate to other situations sure. and it's easier to like you can maybe maybe give you like a little foresight or something like from like a different situation so you can kind of be intuitive and foresee what's going to happen yeah yeah that's kind of it's kind of funny to say that i remember hearing uh kind of about um I don't know if it was how to how to articulate it, but if it was like some sort of like psychic ability or like some way to be able to predict the future or predict like uh, future events, is by analyzing everything that's already happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can look at all the all the um, events that have occurred, and then in some ways there's some sort of algorithm or like equation where you can start to like figure out you know mm-hmm. future events and what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true or not. You yeah. Know, but you know, makes sense. It's like they say, if you don't uh, if you don't study history, you're bound to repeat it. Because we can learn a lot from what's exactly. already happened. There's really nothing. Exactly. I mean, that's how we like learn from anything now. It's just like, and and you can like put that into any aspect of your life. You learn from experience. You know, like you don't do things again just be like because you've learned from it. You know, like that hurt or maybe like. <laughs> I lost money or something, you know? Sure, there's some cause and effect. There's a negative, you know, something negative happened. You realize something's hot. You know, <clears throat> you can be told something's hot a thousand times, but the fastest way to learn is you touch something and you see that it's hot, and then you, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's burned into your brain, so to speak. Yeah, and that's, a, pro- that's a problem with, like, <laughs> a lot of younger people now. They don't have, a, like, a, a want to go, like, Explore, explore and do stuff like that because that's that's a different type of education in itself you know that's not like learning anything that's just going out and just doing things for your own and, and learning it and educating yourself like that you know well yeah I, it's almost it's almost like a hollywood effect you know hollywood's always been known for being like really shallow and superficial and, and all that stuff like you were saying people are more interested and i don't know if we were saying this on air or before we started the podcast but you know, people are more interested now in appearances than they are in actual knowledge or, you know, experience or, or what have you. Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> they'd rather appear to be, like, on Facebook or social media, you know, to be a certain type of person yeah. than actually maybe live... Not everybody, you know, some yeah, people I'm sure, you know, they they actually live that life... But I think that we've gotten so accustomed to wanting to portray the best, you know, not even necessarily, I wouldn't even say it's the best version of ourselves, but what we think, you know, will we'll get the reaction that we it, want. It's for other people, you know, yeah. like you like, oh, like I'm just this, I'm this cool person who goes to the beach and just does all this cool stuff. And rea- yeah, like yeah. in reality, like I'm just at home a lot of the time or just like, <laughs> and I only do that like once every couple months. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's the only time I post anything is when it's that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I totally feel you on that. You yeah. Know? I mean, girls are honestly fall victim to that. I feel more than anyone. I mean, I mean, obviously like. Females are amazing people and stuff, but I mean, they they they're oh, like yeah, very like self like they're really critical <laughs> of themselves and they like want the approval from other people. Sure. And it was a really great quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that says, um, 
you'd stop worrying about people, what what people think about you when you realize how seldom they do. Yeah. And because the thing is, a lot of time, like people are worried about what you think about them. They're yeah. they're, they're like people if are in the same it. people are in the same boat you are. People are like. Sure. If oh, you knew their insecurities or the yeah. fact that they're not even thinking about you, you wouldn't. Yeah, like that's the thing. They're not thinking about like, oh, well, I mean, they might like that, when they think about you, it might just be for a second. Like it's not like they're actually like just like sitting there like yeah, like talking time. about you exactly. And that's what, and that's how people act. Like they do do that, you know, like or like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it can be tough depending on your situation, but I think it's it's partially. Um, realizing that, yeah, people aren't thinking about you that much, you know, and stop being so uh, self-centered. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if people are thinking about you, um, or you are the 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 object of a lot of negativity, then you got to learn how to, you know, overcome that and not care about people's opinions so much. It's it's harder in certain situations yeah. than others, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. I fall victim to it sometimes. I can't help it. Like, I mean, I like to, like, if I, I see a pretty girl, I mean, I like to, like, you know, like kind of like look good and like try to impress her a little bit. Like, I mean, I care what she thinks about because I think she's pretty, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, everyone like, like, so everyone falls victim to it, you know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just like living your life into the sense that I have to make all my decisions because everyone's like watching me. I got to put it on this front because like right. living for other people. I got a reputation to secure for yourself or for some sort of higher purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's sad. I feel really bad. And that's the younger generation right now, and that's what really sucks. Yeah. You know, that's what people care about, and that's all their interests, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, and I know the, the younger generation catches a, is a lot of flack, but I've seen a lot of stuff on um, recently uh, basically saying that the younger generation is a product of, of previous generations. You know, there's mm-hmm. really kind of like we were saying, like, it might look a little bit different or it might be more prevalent or, you know, out there or exposed, but, you know, it's really kind of the same stuff that's been going on for a while. Like, the times are changing. It's becoming more open and acceptable for, for certain things, but I think it's mostly just kind of a reflection of, of human nature. Yeah, you know? technology's growing, you know, like it's... Information. We're stimulated by electronically, like electronics, like we're like there's so many different ways to stimulate our mind that's not even like from like a actual like natural sense, I guess. It's, about, it's more newer, I guess. You know, like we're stimulating our mind in a way that's never been like kind of like... Well, stimulated I, didn't even, I didn't even think about this. It just occurred to me. It's kind of crazy. I, I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, scientists and, you know, I haven't done their amount of research on this, so, you know, I'm not passing this off as fact, but I believe that this is generally accepted, you know, science, uh, that there is a dopamine, like, deposit or hit in your brain on, you know, on social media and on the internet, like, if you get a like or somebody mm-hmm. comments on your, you know, that it releases dopamine in your brain, and gives you that feel good feeling. Mm-hmm. So that's what pe- that's why people keep going back to it and why Facebook has gotten so huge and people use it all the time is because they're getting a dopamine hit. So in a sense It's addicting. It's addictive and it's almost like they're like, you know, internet or social media kind of druggies or we're becoming you know, we're becoming kind of druggies. And it's funny because everybody knows that a drug addict has a terrible you know, thought process, it's not healthy, it's not normal, and in a sense, that's what's happening to yeah. us, yeah. that's what's like, no wonder people are crazy. Yeah, and like, especially now, like, everything, like, I mean, just, if you look 
on the news, you can obviously tell, like, things are in decline. Like, there's so many shootings going on and stuff like that. Like, okay. ever, ever since, like, since 1996, that, like, the most people that ever died from a gun mass shooting was in Australia, and it was 16 people. And, like, that record was not beaten for 20 years until 2016 during the pool shooting whenever the guy came out there and shot 50 people at the club or, and, like, killed 30, 50 people, injured whoever, whatever amount. I know what it's was a terrible. That's the one at Pulse in Orlando, that oh, club shooting. Orlando. Yeah, that's what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and then since that, you had the Las Vegas shooting, the shooting in Florida. The shoot, there's, there was a shooting up um, in the Northeast somewhere just recently, too. Like, there's just it's constantly. It, just within the last two years, the, the the record from the 1996 in Australia is beaten three or four times. Yeah. Like that's crazy, and it wasn't beaten for 20 years prior to that point. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I and then it, like the thing is, it's just so weird to me too. Is like on the news, and then it's like we like we just all forget about it, and then like right. it's like moving on to like the next thing, you know? Like there's no like sure. Like it, it's like the news like does it because obviously it it, it, it generates money ratings. and it like yeah like it generates all this viewership and then they're like all right people are getting bored let's let's move on to something else and it's just like what the heck is going on like yeah, it's kind of like, weird I mean that's honestly I think that's what fuels a lot of the like conspiracy theories and stuff because it's like now that there's twenty four hour news networks they've always got to have some you know like goes back to fear. Fear is one of the most, uh, you know, um, powerful, that's all good, it's all good. One of the most powerful, uh, one of the most powerful objects of control. Mm -hmm. You control people with fear more than just about any other, I would say, motive, you know, or motivation, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Fear is, I would say, arguably, well, I mean, Fear and love are pretty, you know, the opposite of fear is love. So, I mean, fear, love is a is a super strong motivator for sure. But fear definitely rivals it in some senses, you know, mm-hmm. on a bad day. Yeah. So, I think it was not when after 9-11 happened and they had started having these 24-hour news networks. It's all, you know, terror, terror, terror. There's bombings, there's... You know, natural disasters. There's murders. There's mass shootings. It's always yeah. It's (laughs) Ebola, Zika. You know, it's always some new you know disease, bird flu, swine flu. You know, it's always something they're trying to you know use fear. I don't know. I don't want to get you know. I'm not gonna go on some conspiracy theory trail, but like you know, I mean that's why that's why it makes sense to a lot of people. It's like you know, it it looks like they're just trying to use fear to you know control people keep people boxed in and thinking certain things and you know i mean that's that's a that's the best way to control people or just anyone sphere yeah sure I mean, that's the, i mean to say like that's what hitler did i mean shit yeah he used fear and i mean that's kind of where i was going with like all the shootings and stuff it's just it's weird to me it's kind of awkward that like the the events that they start showing in the news are always kind of lined up with whatever like the social narrative is mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, and it's always, like, about... I mean, me personally, you know, like, whether or not... Like, I know some people even think that, it, like, the Las Vegas shooting was, like, a staged kind you know, of thing, or... I, I mean, I like, I don't know how, like, you would be able to, like, prove that unless you have, like, some, like, actual tangible evidence, or, like... Because what I've seen is no, no, like, actual... 
Like, well, the thing that the only thing that made sense to me about that, because like, I, and I know people have said the same thing with like Sandy Hook, like, oh, this was a, like that, like I remember hearing that mm-hmm. um, some people thought that those, they used like child actors and crisis actors. Mm-hmm. And I, I I heard a lot of conspiracy about that too. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna get into all that, but the easier thing, like back to the Las Vegas thing, what would make sense with me, is that they were saying that like the person had either some sort of ties to like a terrorist organization or some other organization and it wasn't random it was like more you know precise like well yeah it was more of like a planned attack than that than just some crazy white guy and uh you know in a hotel room that decided to open up on a concert of people you know it just doesn't really make sense so like you know i could see there being like there's no doubt in my mind in you know intelligence agencies and what have you that there's all sorts of covert ops and different you know psychological warfare and different things going mm-hmm. on i mean it's you know one of the biggest proofs to me is how much people actually resist that idea like because they don't want to think about it you know what i mean mm-hmm. fluoride that's the back to the fluoride they drinking it all it's the truth man oh you agree oh yeah earth's flat earth's flat that you agree? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or it's not flat, people. No. It's a spheroid, as Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> the but scientists anyway. tell us that, so we believe in that. We love science. It's the Nomad Collective, man. But no, I mean, that's what we're, you know, that's why we're kind of discussing these topics and going into these things. We're trying to take a look at the world today and, you know, figure out how we can make it better. I mean, there's obviously problems in our society. There's been problems that have existed for thousands of years. And, you know. People need to be talking like this more often, man. Just have conversations. Talk to your, like, friends and, like, neighbors and just, like, have ideas. Like, bounce ideas off of them. Like, even if it's, like, crazy or just, like, it's just, like, just throw up hypotheticals. Like, who's, like, just just talk about stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just talk about stuff. Childlike. Don't just sit at home, watch what's on Netflix. I mean, like, stimulate your brain, your, your brain through like I conversation love, and love just like. Netflix. I love, Netflix is great, honestly. <laughs> I, I watch a bunch of shows. But go documentaries on. only if it's for educational purposes. No, yeah, documentaries School are great. I, I love I love a bunch of stuff. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother is my joint. Like that's. Is <laughs> that guy's name? Seth MacFarlane? No. That's that he does like Family Guy in America. That's Day. the guy. Who's the guy that plays uh, Mike? Uh, no, Marshall. Oh, what's his name? Jason Siegel. That's right, Jason Siegel. Anyway. But yeah, no, having conversations, having discourse. I mean, that's what the New Mind Collective is all about. That's what we're, that's what the movement is. I mean, we're trying to start a movement of people that are, that are open-minded, that are willing to take a look around them and see how they can use their passions and talents and, you know, insight and God-given abilities to, to change things. I mean, the change is going to start with us. There's going to always be problems and always be, you know, issues, but the change is going to have to start with us. And, I mean, that starts with education. Self-education, most importantly. I mean, you can't depend on high, you know, the education system. Because I think ultimately, I mean, the education system is run by the government. And they have an agenda. You know what I mean? They're not going to give you the full story. You hear a lot of times, you know, people complaining about our history books and that it doesn't always portray accurate information. Mm-hmm. History is written by the winners of, of warfare. You can't always take things as facts. You've got to question stuff. You've got to explore. That's and, very true, man. Yeah, and spread, and spread knowledge. I mean, that's what, 
That's why people think there's the Illuminatis and the secret societies. They've got some sort of, you know, they're devoted to some sort of knowledge or specialty. And, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's, per se, like, Illuminati. Oh, there's the Illuminati. Like, Illum- like quote-unquote Illuminati. <laughs> I saw them there outside I my door. Them, <laughs> they got the binoculars. They sent me a text. <laughs> no, no. Every single time... <laughs> I saw their wi- I saw their Wi-Fi. I was trying to connect to this one place, and it said Illuminati Wi-Fi. Man, they're out there. No, man, you don't do that. They go right for your soul. It's right under the, uh, the FBI surveillance band Wi-Fi. So actually, I had someone in Kennesaw who did that to me too. I know. I've seen that. I've seen that in other places. Yeah, too. like the Wi-Fi name of FBI surveillance camera, and I'm just like, or like surveillance van or something like that. I'm like looking outside. I'm like, there's an FBI surveillance van somewhere. What the hell's going on? What's going on here? There's water fugitives. But no, I mean, but no. Back to uh, like the the knowledge thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, instead of hoarding it or keeping it to yourself. Or even whether or not you're trying to do that just to be a jerk. I mean, a lot of times we just are not as social. Yeah. I think because we have social media that we're more connected, but we're actually less connected. Yeah, in a way it's putting boundaries in front of us and like yeah. putting like water between us and it makes it harder for us to like actually socially communicate like with actual physical interactions. Yeah. You know, and make- regardless of whether or not it's a facade... You know, because granted, those are all things, catfishes, you know, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Well, besides, you know, it's only, a, it's only a, a, a slice of the pie, you know, it's only a certain percentage of the picture, and a lot of times, I know I do it, sometimes, you know, regrettably make snap judgments, you see something, and you think you have the whole picture, mm-hmm. and so you've made your mind up, and you think you've done your due diligence, because you've seen you know, then somebody posts, you know, the same subject a couple times and you think you've got them all figured out and so yeah. you're ready to go in, you know, I mean, a big part of it is just realizing we're all in the same boat, we're all human beings, and we need to help each other make the world a better place, man. Yeah, I'm sure if you talk to someone long enough, you're going to find some common interest or something yeah. that you guys agree upon that you can actually talk about and have a good conversation about. Yeah, more often than not, you're going to have more in common yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at it, like you're more you're more alike than dislike. Even like when it comes to different races or like whatever we like dignify as a race, you know, like whatever. Sure. You know, like, we're all like we're all the same people. Like if we go down and we're looking at it, like from a molecular, molecular like yeah, molecular. Fuck, like standpoint, like we're just like all the same people. Like everything's the same. We are. And that's and that's what's interesting too. Like and going back to like a blank slate as a child, like kids that are that come in here from a different country, like, who who's a Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie who adopt a bunch of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, they adopt these kids, and I've seen them before, they don't act anything like their, like, ancestry <laughs> or anything like that, or, like, have the, like, the culture from, like, sure. China or whatever they got them from. Right. I mean, they, they have an American personality. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it really just boils down to, like, how, like, you're raised and stuff like that. Yeah, your obviously. And yeah. Yeah. And so like, sure. and and I feel like that's a pretty good test to say like you are kind of a blank slate when you are born. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of is the same. It's honestly, and like you're like, and that's and it really affects you when you're growing up. The people you're around, the environment you're in, you know, and that's like, and you really got to be tough on parents to like, you know, like you're you like like you wonder why your kids acting this way or something like that. Maybe you should look at yourself. You know, like what am I doing? Yeah, your kids are a reflection of you, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, sometimes there's there's bad kids or, you know, 
crazy kids that do stuff that mm-hmm. just completely contradicts their upbringing. But, you know, more often than not, um, you know, your upbringing and your yeah. parents have a huge, excuse me, huge influence on, you know, the way you turn out. And even if it's not um, 100% cause and effect in certain areas, I mean, I've seen, I used to do uh, door-to-door fundraising, you know, when I was in New York. And um, when I was working for Teen Challenge, and and there's so many times that there's people uh, that would tell their kids, like, hey, you know, tell them I'm not home or tell them, you know, whatever. They would t- tell their kid to, like, you know, tell me some lie. And it would just kind of make me chuckle a little. I mean, and then that chuckle just kind of turned to, you know, uh, kind of sadness because it was like, man, and, and anger. It's like these parents wonder why... You know, they get so mad when their kid lies to them. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, not saying they're the one. That was the first time that anybody ever taught them to lie. But I literally just watched a parent tell their six-year-old to lie, you know, to another person over something that wasn't even serious. And it's like, so how can you turn around and get mad later exactly. when your kid lies to you and be that selfish? I mean, and granted, human beings, they're you human know, we beings. are selfish, yeah. but... We gotta try to overcome that and break out of it and you know, yeah. become better people. Yeah, definitely. There needs to be a progression, you know. The real <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the only real revolution happens right inside of you, man. We gotta make the changes on the inside, man. That's right. It's you not gonna happen overnight. Yeah, yeah, it's a J. Cole line. That's true, man. Real changes it starts with us. Yeah. We gotta do it. Yeah, for sure. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna the government's not going to come through with some plan that's going to like fix everything honestly yeah that's what a lot of people want some people are some people are wanting to overthrow the government so they can in place their own ideas some people uh just want a bigger government uh, the same type of government and just bigger and and keep doing things for them uh that's how it's always been like you can look back in history with other civilizations people overthrow governments and then they implement their rules. It ends up being corrupt just as it was before. And sometimes it's even worse than the previous. Yeah, exactly. I because mean. there's more instability and more probably more fear. And when, at times where there's the most fear, the people are willing to sacrifice the, the most. most. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're out here with uh, Newman Collective. And, you know, this is only the second episode of our show. But... Uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for what the future holds. We're going to have many, uh, many more episodes to come. I'm going to be interviewing tons of people. And we're going to be tackling different topics and trying to figure out how we can, you know, um, collectively make the world a better place. We're going to have some, I touched on it, I think, a little bit in the first podcast. Um, there's going to be like some certain, um, you know, pet projects or causes um, with different organizations that we're going to try to partner with and um, give charitable donations to and contributions and maybe volunteer and just promote them on the podcast. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be a journey and it's going to be a process. And we're excited to have you guys along on for the ride. Hopefully you guys will tune back in with us, um, you know, next week. And for the next episode of the podcast, I believe I'm going to go again for awesome for episode three. 
and uh, make sure things are done right and it doesn't get deleted this time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned uh, for the New Mind Collective. All right, thanks for tuning in.